Hi, this is Miriam and Nina, and you're in the loop. Today is Thursday, March 7th, and we're here at the Toronto Cricket Skating and Curling Club, and we've had a chance to sit down with the renowned Olympic-level fear skating coach, the one and only Brian Norser. So I think the question that we wanted to start with is, it's, it's a two-parter technically, so first one would be, you've had to deal with skaters getting ready for competitions um, after a long time, after like a hiatus, or coming back from injury, or a hiatus induced by an injury, mm-hmm. um, and like what's the biggest challenge that you find about that sort of process? Um, coming back from any, let's say an injury, for instance, mm-hmm. um, it's really quite critical that we have some kind of plan because normally the athlete wants to be back to where they were in a really short amount of time and that's impossible and so having some sort of plan listening to your body taking the time to have your body fit enough to try to achieve mm-hmm. you know um, to, to get where you were yeah and that, I think the most common thing with any athlete, because I could say that as because I was a skater, mm-hmm. is that you become impatient yeah. and you just want to be there, and it becomes frustrating. So you're really kind of like in quicksand, and you're really not going anywhere. Yeah. So I learned a lot last year from a, heading towards Olympics with Yuzu that he um, exercised a lot of patience, and he had great medical. Uh, and mm-hmm. physiotherapist that he had these little mini goals to try to achieve every mm-hmm. single day yeah. and without trying to get to competition readiness mm-hmm. you know in a few days I mean it's impossible so yeah. I learned a lot from him mm-hmm. um, and his patients and he was doing a lot of advice training and there were a lot of things that he worked on um, separate from the actual jumping and spinning and run throughs yeah so he did a lot of um, mental training, a lot of imagery, a lot of visualization. So while everybody else was, you know, doing the physical training, he was working on the mental and getting it even way beyond um, what he would normally have. So that was kind of like his strength last year, and mm-hmm. so I've learned a lot from that as well. So using the time wisely and focusing on things that you would not normally work on. Yeah. So that, that was my lesson, and that's and and that's what I try to work on with the kids now when they're trying to come back from some kind of break or, you know, but it's really it's being physically prepared. How do you gauge? Um, how do you gauge? Because you mentioned obviously you're not going to get back to where you were, quote unquote. How do you gauge when someone is ready to come back? Then or what? Or how do you like figure out at what level should you try to hit if you're not trying to go for before? An injury? I think it's just listening to your body Mm -hmm. and working you have to you can't do it on your own you have to work with somebody now my stuff is on the ice so with the other athletes and um, who have gone through situations and uh, injuries or whatever uh, Mm -hmm. they um, work very closely with their therapist with their physical therapist so they you know you have to be physically ready to get back on the ice and do what we require and you have to take baby steps and, you know with Yuzu coming back it was you know just to be able to do some turns just to be able to do a bit of stroking just mm-hmm. and then to do single jumps you know yes yeah. 
But at the same time, he was doing hours and hours and hours of training off the ice mm -hmm. to get his body ready to, to do it. Yeah. So it's just taking baby steps. Mm -hmm. um, for the mental part of getting over injuries or like getting back to where you were, um, do you think like having a sports psychologist is necessary or can you kind of get on it from like previous experiences? From helping coaches? I think, um, sure. I, I mean, I think having a sports psychologist, some people work with them regularly. I did. Uh, so I, but I think you can't just all of a sudden start working with a, um, with a sports psychologist because mm -hmm. of the injury. I think mm -hmm. it's just communication with the therapist and communication mm -hmm. with the coach. Mm -hmm. And again, to have a plan and to have something on paper, what we're going to achieve this week, mm -hmm. what we're gonna try to achieve today, where yeah. we wanna be in three weeks from now. Okay. I know with Yuzu going to Olympics, I knew that he could peak and be ready in a period of six weeks. And from the time that he was starting to recover from his injury, it was literally six weeks to the long program at the Olympics. So, that's psychology in itself because it was like, okay, I know you can do this in six weeks. We've done it before in six weeks. Mm -hmm. And guess what? We have six weeks. You know? So yeah. there was like a big kind of pressure off of our shoulders. It wasn't a total unknown in that regard. Yeah. And now I don't know how we would manage it if we only had four weeks. No. Yeah. The, the mind is incredible. Yeah. And, and yeah. So would he be ready in four weeks? I guess we will never know because I don't have a crystal ball. But we had the six weeks. Mm -hmm. And it's been tested and true, and six weeks was our kind of our magic amount of time. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned a couple times, like, physical therapists, other people, um, and a lot of people, a lot of top skaters are working with, like, coaching teams. Where do you think that, like, y your role as the coach fits in that, and how much involvement do you think, like, how do you feel that the team gets directed or gets like that? Well, I think the key word is, is, is directing, mm -hmm. and I think that's where... I'm pretty strong. Okay. I mean, of course, I have my skills tactically. Mm -hmm. You know, I can help somebody, you know, fix a triple axel or teach somebody a double toe. So I have some technical skills. But as far as what I do here and what I and how I've kind of um, evolved into the role that I have now, mm -hmm. um, that I am, I would have to say, pretty good at managing a high-level athlete. So managing. Um, their their off ice training and managing their physical therapy and mm -hmm. uh, managing their day to day work, coming in every day and having a good energy because I'm all about energy. I can see when somebody comes in just the way they walk past my office. When mm -hmm. I see I just see the body walk by, I can just tell by that what kind of day it's going to be for that person. How so do you I'm, moderate based on that sort of thing? Well, and, and I well sometimes you just have to go okay. Um, I need to sort of give them a little bit of a boost and just the way I come out and mm -hmm. motivate some of the other kids and include that person and we may do some stuff as a group just to get the energy going. Mm -hmm. There are times where you just have to let them have that mediocre energy okay. and, and then plan what we're going to do based on what that energy level is. So you can't always have a high energy and you can't mm -hmm. always just sort of randomly hope that you have a high energy. So there's times where you have to, you know, you need, you need to sort of give it a bit of a spark and, and get it going. Yeah. And then there's times where you just have to let it be and work on things that you need to work on in that sort of margin of energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's really, for me, I really base a lot of it on on energy. And, a lot, and energy is based on rest. 
and recovery. Mm -hmm. There are times where I've got a skater where I hurt. Just they've been pushing hard, and it's a midweek, and I don't normally do this, but I'll say, you know what? You need to go home. You need to go home and get some rest. Go get a massage, and or it's like, okay, let's just push this through for this next session because you're going to take tomorrow off. It's like, what? I'm taking Thursday off? Yes, you are. And then this is what you're going to do. I don't want you sitting around on PlayStation all day long. <laughs> this yeah. is like my Javier Fernandez day. So, but it's like, have a plan. Get up at your normal time. Go yeah. get a massage. Um, get some fresh air, whatever mm -hmm. it is. But it's mm -hmm. an active rest and it's uh, a change from what we're doing. And yeah. then lo and behold, it comes in on the Friday and he's got, he's got back to that energy that we're looking for. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then just even planning when you see somebody with good energy, what did you do today to get that energy going? Mm -hmm. What did you do last night or yesterday? Because we need this energy at a competition. We need this for the long program day. I just had this conversation with Evgenia. You know, mm -hmm. her second session was amazing and she had a different energy. There was a lightness to her skating. And there was a, a quickness to her jumps. And it was like, there was just, and I was like, so let's, let's um, acknowledge it and figure out I don't want to take any chances and just be like, let's hope you compete on yeah. that day yeah. and have the same feeling yeah. mm -hmm. and that same energy. But you can you can manage it mm -hmm. and you can manipulate that. So the first session was okay, mm -hmm. and the second session was great. You know, yeah. and she just said, I yesterday I just rested. Okay, well, so rest is the, is the key because mm -hmm. yeah. she's used to just pounding, pounding, mm. pounding more and more and more and more and more. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's a time and a place and for all of that. But now, as an adult and competing, you have to you have to um, be quite strategic and you have to make it happen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, and not just hope. There's lots like of little kids; they just hope that they skate well and they, and they come up with the energy. But <laughs> like approaching rest as part of training. Yeah, it's all. It really is. Mm -hmm. And, and what you watch on television, or if you go down and see a show and get some culture, or whatever it is that motivates you, and mm -hmm. inspires you, you know, yeah. these are all parts of the puzzle. Because I don't want to go to a big competition and just roll the dice. Yeah, you want to hope that they control the variables you that you can control every bit of the way, and mm -hmm. that they. But it's not only me controlling; it's them taking some yeah. control too. So. That's kind of my role in all this, yeah. and it's and it's going to be uh, already. I've switched gears a little bit with some skaters for next season, trying to find some music, trying to find what direction we're going to go with them for their next competitive season. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I get involved in the costume. You know, I don't design some of the kids. I actually design costumes, <laughs> but I'll be you know find the right people and mm. the right people to cut the music. Yeah, you know. And what we're trying to achieve here with the music and the, what journey are we taking this yeah. panel of judges on? You know, there's so many parts of it, and it yeah. like, makes my head spin. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon the pun. <laughs> so what's the most rewarding part of being a coach? Um, just seeing it all come to fruition. There are some mm. days when Tracy and I are out there and we've got all these amazing athletes, and, and, and it's just like um, kind of a a well-greased machine that is just moving. All the parts are all moving smoothly, and there's like a nice harmony with this, with this, with the session. Mm -hmm. Everybody's on a good energy, and they're doing their things. And we just stand back and we just watch it, you know. We and we, and there's and and we go, wow, like this is good skating. <laughs> we are really lucky, 
Yeah. But then you can't become complacent as well because as yeah. soon as that happens, the wheels fall off. Mm -hmm. So you have to keep, keep it well greased. And um, and then there's days where it doesn't. And sometimes yeah. we just have to um, accept that too. Yeah. Yeah. So how else like do you judge yourself as how you're doing as a coach? How do you know if you're doing an effective job beyond, I guess, someone's like placements at a competition? How do you tell day to day? Um, I just like to see that we can make a small difference even on the day-to-day -day thing with an athlete. Mm -hmm. Even if it's, you know, we have our little meetings in my office, Tracy comes in, the athlete comes in, what's going on, how can we help, you know? Yeah. And, and not a matter of sort of hearing excuses, it's just a matter of talking through stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we're here for you, and you are this good as a skater, and we, we can see more from you, but how can we help you get there? And it's not a matter of cracking the whip and saying, you know, do it again, be better. It's so when it does happen and we see that we've made a little difference, yeah. Then that's rewarding. When they go to a competition and they you know, they come off the ice and they get to the kiss and cry and everybody's really happy. Mm -hmm. That makes me happy. Yeah. When I see that, you know, they do that fist pumping fist <laughs> pumping at the end of the program, yeah. That makes me happy because I know that's what they're capable of. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, you know, and if the and if the result comes along with it, that's mm -hmm. awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's nice. It's fun to have great results. Mm -hmm. it's, and, and of course, and I'm not competing with other coaches, and I'm not trying to have any records for the most Olympic champions. I'm just doing my job, and if we produce them <laughs> along the way, we produce them <laughs> along the way. Going back to your competitive career, what's a memory that you cherish most? Um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, there are, of course, you know the. Um, there's the results, you know, being a world champion is pretty exciting. And, you know, Olympics carrying the flag into the opening ceremonies at the Olympics in Canada. Yeah. That was yeah. exciting. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, mean, I just love to skate. So I, <laughs> I, I remember some really magical moments that nobody else saw. That I was beyond my ice, and I was up in Aurelia where I trained, and it was not a great rink, but we had amazing ice. And we had a pretty good sound system, and there'd be times where it would just be me on the ice, oh. and I'd put on music, and mm -hmm. there was nobody. Maybe the Zamboni driver saw something. <laughs> the Zamboni driver see all. Well, and it's funny because there'd be times where I'd be, um, you know, usually these guys are maintenance guys and they're working, working, working on whatever. Mm -hmm. But there'd be times where I'd be just going through my stuff and improvising and doing big jumps, and and then I'd see that person had stopped to mm. watch. <laughs> Yeah. Like I had this. Well, that audience. seems like a compliment. So that's a huge compliment. Yeah. yeah. This one guy, <laughs> and I'm trying to remember his name now, but anyway, and, uh, <laughs> and he would stop and watch, and he was like, "Okay, I, I've yeah. this is like yeah, I've, I've really uh, done something great here." Yeah. Mm -hmm. So those are my best memories, just those yeah. you know days of mm -hmm. skating. So there are a lot of moments when. You know, so at some point during your career, you may like feel like someone's like like the skater might feel like they're stuck or on a plateau. Like, no. do you have any advice as a former skater for how to get over those, as well as as a coach? There are so many variables to I guess it's an athlete's uh, journey, mm -hmm. and it can be. I mean, there's so many. You know, whether it's things at home, things at school, bodies changing growing yeah. injuries there are all kinds of things and the thing is and not everybody will go through to become you know a world champion or a national champion what i want what's important to me is that they love skating mm -hmm. and sometimes we don't accomplish the big goals but 
it's for having them understand that everything that they learn in skating mm -hmm. and this journey that we're on, it helps them in everything in life. It helps them, like for instance, when I was teaching Christina Gow, she was a girl from the U.S. She was a beautiful skater. She was, she was with us for like five years. And we had, so she accomplished some great things. And she went to the Junior World Championships a few times. And she, you know, she did some really great things. Um, she was never a U.S. champion in the senior. She was uh, never on the podium at the Worlds, she, you know, but she was a really good skater. Mm -hmm. But, and she was really clever and she was, um, she took everything she learned in skating and even the disappointments, mm -hmm. applied it to, you know, her academics. Oh. And at the age of 17, she got accepted to Harvard. Oh, wow. wow. And it was, you know, and she would take, you know, Two days a week, and she'd go and, and train for her for SATs. Oh wow! You know, yeah. Even here, yeah. you know, six hours this day, six hours that day, mm. and it wasn't driven by any parents. I mean, she knew what she was capable of, and she got accepted to university. And then she had to leave us, and then she had to go to Boston, and she trained there, mm -hmm. and she still continued to do well in the skating and managing going to school. But that was one of my biggest accomplishments. Was that we helped her get those tools yeah, that's to great. do well. Yeah. She'll probably, she'll be a great mom one day, you know? And that she looks back on skating and she has a really good feeling about it. Yeah, that's all you, you know? can wish for. And because there's nothing worse than when a skater defines themselves based on a result. And yeah. if they don't get that result, they define themselves as something less, yeah. you know? And I was guilty of that too because I never won the gold at the Olympics. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I was kind of that loser guy that never made it. Uh, everybody was expecting me to win, and it took me 10 years to get over it and mm -hmm. have a perspective. Mm -hmm. And I was, I'm probably a better coach because of it. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And now I look back at it and I go, wow, that was good skating. And boy, the Battle of the Bryans really gave something to the sport of figure skating. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. To, and to media and to, you know, and television. And, you know, and I'm proud of that now. Yeah. I was disappointed for the first 10 years after. I couldn't even watch it, you know? Now I feel really good about it, but it takes yeah. time, and, and yeah. I'm, uh, I'm not defined by whether I won gold or not. Yeah, but does it feel like a bit of a betrayal if a skater does a tano on a jump? <laughs> <laughs> no, because now they do it with both hands over their head. Well, that's not a tano, it's a ripoff. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> okay, so we've just got a couple wrap-up questions. Okay. Um, so what have been your favorite moments so far this season? Ooh. The season's <laughs> gone by so fast. Yeah. Feels like I was just you know, an old classic. Yeah. I mean, June one to watch June one Cha oh, um, yeah. kind of get into another sort of category of um, credibility in the. It's been great. Yeah, meddling every competition. Yeah, Those bronzes. he's doing really well. Yeah, it's, yeah, and I'll take it. <laughs> and then you know, for him to do well at um, the Grand Prix final, that That's was such really a big incredible. deal. Uh, nationals with Joseph Fan for his free oh, program. Oh yeah. That was a great moment. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then sort of the Yuzu, it's always an exceptional moment with him, you know, and yeah. going to Worlds next week is going to be um, yep. mayhem, mm -hmm. but oh, yeah. it's kind of fun to be part of that whole, yeah. that whole, um, I don't know what you mean, in the thick of it, all of it, but everybody has their role, everybody's important, mm -hmm. we kind of move as a big, sort of as a, as a nucleus, or, you know, <laughs> and it's, uh, I marvel at the level of stardom. Mm -hmm. And that's exciting. 
and he keeps giving back to the sport, and he keeps taking the sport to new levels. And yeah. It's really, um, and, and to see him here and training, and you know, we don't get the perfection every single day. I mean, that's he's yeah. human. And, yeah. Um, it's it's quite a journey with him. Anytime with him, it's always quite a journey. Oh, and you know what? This season, no, the best moment of this whole season mm -hmm. yeah. was when Javi won Europeans. That's the single one. That is the single one. I mean, the, yes, the other. That's a good moment. Great. But that was yeah. great because what a perfect way to it end was, it. Um, we've had eight Europeans together. He's won seven. Yeah. And uh, so we did seven in a row. That was it's just. Crazy. And I looked back at. You know, I was watching on YouTube the very first one, oh. fifth or sixth or something, and then when he went and only one was the next year. But he, mm -hmm. he was a baby; he was only nineteen or something. Oh. Yeah. So I look, and then I see, and then I'm looking at him now as a, yeah. as a young man, and he's organized, so organized that he's able to go out and win. Mm -hmm. And we had a part of that, and. You know, he was like our child, and it was really, it was really cool, actually. It's, and his, his family was there for this last one. Yeah. And family, um, parents are so thankful to us, not yeah. for teaching him skating, but to teach him some life skills. I and mean, he came here on his own. He was kind of a loose cannon. His young adult. He was all, he was all over yeah. the place, and he was a bit irresponsible. But that's <laughs> maybe a nineteen-year-old. But he had no direction, and so. Now he's very gracious and he's respectful and he yeah. thanks people mm -hmm. and he has time for the fans. Yeah. And he got himself prepared in three weeks and I don't know how he did that. <laughs> That's <laughs> incredible. That was a great moment, mm -hmm. I have to say. That yeah. was a, maybe one of the best moments of my coaching career. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Other than your own students, who do you really enjoy watching? The top dancers, the, mm. the French. Oh. Yeah. They don't have to be single skaters, so that yeah, I didn't say singles. Uh, Happy yeah, Scissor. Yeah, love them. Yeah. And then and all three of our Canadian students mm. love them. They're doing yeah. amazing this season. They yeah. really are. And I was a you know I was always a uh, Carolyn Costner fan. Mm. Who is it? Yeah. Thank you. We're good. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. So thank you everyone for listening. If you want more figure skating coverage, please head over to our website in thelowpodcast.com for all of your figure skating needs. Thanks and see you soon.